If you want to turn in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 22, we're going to look at a piece of text that's right here, spend some time on it. But before we do, I celebrated 10 years of marriage this week. How about that? To the same woman. Some people can be married 10 years, but 10 years of the same person is different than just married 10 years. Okay, just saying. She's chosen to be with me, or I've convinced her to be with me for that long. That's pretty great, 10 years. And I think the crazy thing is, they got some pictures they can show you behind there. You know, they'll just keep them rolling. But I, I think the, uh, the crazy thing is, I, always, I, didn't, I didn't think that I wouldn't be married for 10 years. I was going into it with the plan to be married, all right? I think the crazy thing is how fast it went. It just feels like, man, 10 years just flew by. So anyways, here's some pictures of us. That's our wedding day, obviously. Look at us, man. There we are. I'm doing something. <laughs> there we are again, out somewhere. There we are, in love. Oh. And back at the beginning, there you go, you know, Texas, America. It, marriage is a beautiful thing. Relationships are a beautiful thing. And I want to spend a, a, a moment here on a piece of text looking at it, which I believe is... The text is a lot about marriage, but I don't believe that the only thing we can glean from the text is about marriage. So if you're not married in the room, I believe there's still wisdom to be gleaned for future marriage, but even just for practical life in the moment. So I want us to take a minute. I want us to look at it. Don't worry. I uh, did give my wife some aluminum foil for our anniversary. It's a 10-year present, so I gave her a roll of it and... She was like, that's great, put it in the drawer. Now we have three rolls of aluminum foil, so anyways. Um, my title for today is Love Like Jesus. Love Like Jesus. That's our marriage motto for my wife and I. It's very hard to do. Because Jesus loves so much that he gave his life. So it makes it really awkward when you're frustrated because you didn't get to pick where you ate. And Jesus gave his life, you know. And when you put that on the other person, it's really easy. You know, like, oh, you're supposed to love like Jesus. But when you put it on you, it becomes a little more difficult. So I figured it appropriate being married 10 years this past week on July 21st. And reading a text on marriage that I picked that title to love like Jesus. Isn't that what we're all supposed to do? Here's how it reads. Verses 22 through 33, it says this. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body. And is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. And husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Surprised I'm not getting any amens with this, but that's okay. No problem. <laughs> that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water and the word. How many are ready to celebrate baptism in a few minutes? <laughs> Verse 27. So that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot 
wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. 28. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Because we are members of the body, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Husbands and wives, instruction for a good marriage, a good relationship, but also the body in Christ and instruction for a good marriage and a good relationship when it comes between us and Christ. Yes, it says that wives should submit, but it also says that, which is true, I'm not glazing over it. It's not popular to world standards, but it's true. Because world standards are always different than what the Bible has to say. Otherwise, they'd be the Bible standards. But it also says that the whole church is to submit unto Christ. It can be a cool verse to pop out when you're in an argument with your spouse. Look, it says here, you're supposed to respect and love me. Look, it says here, you're supposed to submit and listen to what I say. And if God were in the argument and he wanted to be petty like the two of you, he would say, look here, the word of God says you're both supposed to be submitted to me. And if you weren't, if you were, you wouldn't be fighting. I want to open up the door to you for the power that is in submission. Now, when we hear this word submission, we don't find it to be a very powerful word. But I want to show you through the word of God how powerful that it really is. Because submission sounds like you're getting run over. But that's not really it in the word of God. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Submit to God and the devil will flee from you. So we're taught by what's around us that in order to make something go away from you, you have to exert great force and great strength. That's called gravity. It's also relational gravity. But in turn, the word of God says that what we need to do in order to have great force against the devil is to actually submit to yield, to come under Christ. So we may think that, man, I can, I can overcome with my strength. I can, I, can be, I can be strong in the strength of the Lord, and, and I can use my gifting, and I can combat the schemes of the devil, and I can stand firm on solid ground in the word of God, but I cannot do any of those things if I'm not submitted to God. See, there's... There's power in submission. When I come under Christ, I now have the authority that is in Christ. Not that I need to exert it, but really I just submit under him and he exerts that power. 
devil driving power. The devil's going to flee from you. That means everything that is not in Christ is only in sin. And the only person who rules sin is the enemy, which is the devil. I'm not trying to get too dark, but there's dark and there's light. That's just what there is. And so if it's not in Christ and it's not in the word of God, that means it's in the world and it's ruled by the prince of the power of the air, which is the enemy, the devil, Satan, call him whatever you want to call him. And when I choose to believe by faith that submitting to God is the thing that I want to do, is the thing that I will do, is the thing that I choose to do, I now have devil driving power. You may think that your gifting is what is great. I want you to discover your gifting. You have gifts in the Holy Spirit. You have talents. You have abilities. You have skill sets. That's great. You have spiritual gifts that God gives you. And those spiritual gifts can wage war in heavenly places. Some of us prayed prayers today. And we exerted our spiritual gift to see God do something great. But I want you to know something. Your gifting alone does not drive back evil forces. Your submission does. Submission with zero gifting is stronger than gifting with zero submission. Because you can have all the gifting in the world and not be submitted to God, and therefore nothing is advancing in the kingdom. You may think it is. It may look like it is. It may seem like it is. But the kingdom of God only advances when we are submitted under Christ. And so we read the text, and it says, it says, wives, submit to your husbands. And you, some of you, read it and think, I'm not weak. I'm not submitting. I'll partially submit, but not all the way. But you've forgotten that in submission opens up opportunity for power. It's devil-driving power. And let me tell you something, ladies in the room, whether you're a wife now, whether you will be, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're not, when you choose in love to submit to your husband, not a doormat, but submitted, there's a difference. You both for you and your husband, open up the door and the possibility to have devil-driving power out of the relationship. You now can stand in the gap because you're in your right place, and you now can use your gifting to drive out the dark forces of evil against your husband that you thought was too dumb, you didn't want to submit to him in the first place. Or you can keep riding the merry-go-round of you don't like his decisions, you don't want to submit. You can keep riding that. You know how that goes. It just goes around and around. Well, he's not smart. He makes dumb choices. I don't want to. I don't want to come under those choices. They don't work. We're always broke. We're da 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 da. He don't come to church. He da 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 da. Keep riding it. You know it goes in a circle. You knows where it starts and you knows where it ends because you've been on it. Or you can try the Word of God, which says submit and power begins to drive out the enemy. And are you not one flesh? And are you not in one house? And do you not have dominion over your house? And can you not tell the devil to leave? No, you cannot because you're not submitted. You're gifted. You got the Holy Ghost. You have authority. You just cannot use it because authority only works under submission under Christ. 
But you can walk in this place. You can have no, you can have no spiritual gifts you know about. You can, you can, have, you can have a one-minute relationship with Jesus, and you can be submitted to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you can see something incredible happen in your life. Because submission and the power in it does not come by length of time in relationship. That's not where power comes from. It doesn't matter how long you're in a relationship. You can get close fast and you can get far apart slow. It comes from a place of submission. And I want the church, the body of Christ, to read the text the wives to read it, great. The husbands to read it, great. I want the marriages to be blessed. Though the marriages are blessed, then all of us around are blessed. But I want the church to realize that it's in submission that we have power to drive back the enemy. In submission comes that strength in the spirit where it says in Ephesians 6, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We don't find that strength without being submitted to what he has in our life. The concept of this collection is to say we're here for this. God, whatever you have for us, that's what we want. But we can say one thing and do another. Actions speak louder than words. And if we're going to love like Jesus, it's not going to come from a place where we're not submitted unto God and what he wants for us because our desires will get up so quick and we'll decide, you know what, I don't want that anymore, I want this now. I don't want to go there, I want to go here now. I don't want to be with them, I want to be with there. I don't want this job, I want that job. And we, our, our desires can change so fast and we can get in our feels about something and we can decide we want something. But when we're choosing to love like Jesus, choosing to be submitted to Christ, now he can, ha- can guide our desires. And the things that I used to get mad at, I don't get mad about anymore. Love like Jesus. Never forget, the first 12 months of our marriage, you're learning to live with a person, you're learning them, they're learning you. My wife was going to take a nursing job, she was going to work nights, so she wanted me to install what are called roller shades to block out the light. I'm a handy guy, I'm trying to impress my wife. I'm like, I got this. I can install these roller shades. So I go to the store. I buy the roller shades. It's not an easy process at the time. Maybe they've simplified it. I pray to all of you who have spouses working at night. They've simplified this process or that God blesses you with someone to install these roller shades. In Jesus' name, done. I go to the Home Depot. I pick up the roller shades. I've already measured the window. I cut the roller shades to the measurement that I've, that I've measured the window. I get them all prepped and ready. I go to install them and I realize that they have these brackets that go on them, which makes them about an eighth of an inch wider than they would be had they not had the brackets. But I'm deep in this project and my wife is sitting on the bed watching and I'm looking at her interpreting like, I don't know, like, are you, are you smart or are you not smart? I'm sure that's not what she was thinking. I'm sure she was thinking, yikes, this is a lot of work. I feel bad for making them install these roller shades. It's getting late at night. I'm trying to fit the roller shade in there. And 
now, 10 years later, older, wiser, more sanctified me is like, hey, baby, I measured it wrong. Got to recut them. We're going to take a break tonight. We're going to get back at this tomorrow. We're going to get these roller shades up. It's going to be great. But 10 years back, younger, less sanctified me was like, either these roller shades fit or we will rebuild the window. That's the only two options. So I'll break this baby down and rebuild it right now. Tape in bed, I don't care. So I proceed to move the roller shade into position in which I realize it's not going to go. And then I just think, I can't let her down. I gotta be man enough. So I take the roller shade and I just do like a man grunt which I won't do right now. <laughs> and I just force it to go, leaving a giant gash from the middle of the window seal all the way to the top where it rests because it is stuck in the sheetrock. I turn around and I said, there's your roller shades. <laughs> Did they work? No. <laughs> Did it help our relationship? No. Did she think that I was more manly? No. Do I laugh at it now when I look back? Yeah. The process of loving like Jesus and coming to the text for us men and saying, how can I, how can I, as, as Christ loves the church, forget whether my wife is submitted or not? Because is all the church submitted? No. Are you always submitted unto Christ? No. Does that affect the level of love which he pours out for you? No. And that's the call that he's calling men to in the room. So whether you're thinking about getting married, whether you are married, whether you're on your third marriage, whether you're dating, it doesn't matter which one it is because where you are now is where you are now. And what he's saying is, do you accept the call that you would love your wife as Jesus loves you. It's a big call. Well, God, my wife is not submitted to me. If she would submit, it'd be different to love. He could, if he wanted to be petty like you, he could come right down and be like, which part of the body is submitted to me? How many churches, how many people, how many Christians call themselves that but are not submitted to me? And yet, do I, do I take back my love from them? No, I lavish it out, freely given. It's easy to read a piece of text and point a finger at somebody else, but here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is trying to speak to us. How do we love like Jesus? And I'll just tell you this. We cannot if we do not submit under Jesus. If we do not accept that he is the head and he is who guides us, we cannot love like him because we do not know him. It is in submitting under him that we learn who he is, what he is like, how much he loves, how rich he is, how grace-filled he is, how full of mercy. And that's why some people in the room, even just right now, didn't want to raise their hand and believe that God might do something great because they don't really know how freely God wants to give out.
how much he loves. And when we begin to receive love like that, now we can begin to love like Jesus. Stop using our gifting alone, but find the power that's in submission. First Peter 5, 6 says, Submit under the mighty hand of God. And at the right time, at the right time, he will exalt us. You know why? Because he loves us. Those who have children in the room, they know, you want your kids to be happy. That's great joy to you. If God is our Father in heaven, then it is great joy to him that we too are happy. He wants this. But I make my son unhappy all the time by keeping him safe. Sometimes he wants to juggle sharp knives. That's not a good activity for an 18-month-old. It's just not. It's a great activity for me. It's not for him. So I may take a knife out of his hand because it's going to hurt him. And he may think, I'm trying to harm him. I'm taking away his fun. And you know what he'll do? He'll cry for a minute. Look at it and see how the father's relationship is with us. I don't want to take anything good from him. I want him to have a great time. But I also want him to live. And Jesus wants the same thing for you. And so he gives you great instructions for the household because he knows this, that if wives don't submit and if men don't love and if there's no respect and there's no honor, then all we're going to have is hardship and brokenness. Because we're just living from a place of selfishness. We're loving how we want to love. We're doing what we want to do. And forget the relationships and the marriages for a second. Just think of the world. Just go out into the world. Everyone is selfish. Everyone's trying to do what they want to do. Everyone's running their own agenda. And when you run into a nice person, you're like, oh, that was refreshing. <laughs> and they walk away thinking, I'm so glad I got to bless one of those heathens. <laughs> Thank you, God, for giving me the grace for that, that person. They are so rude. Didn't even say hi. And you're the one who's supposed to be blessing them. How can we better love like Jesus? We cannot without being submitted. How can we better be submitted? I'd start with reading scripture. I'd start with praying. Sometimes you start praying for something really selfish that you want. God, give me that new Lamborghini. You know that I... Give me the extra, if I just had an extra 50,000, God, look what I, I, I would give more to you. I would tithe my $1,000 out of that 50. Sometimes starting in that place, he leads you to a place to realize what we really need. Just like when my son grabs some knives trying to juggle, and then I'm like, you know what you really need, son? Is some bubbles. And he's like, oh, I love, I love bubbles. I love them so much. They float and then they pop. They're so great. <laughs> Me, I don't like bubbles. I don't need any bubbles ever again. You may feel the same way I do. I'm not against any bubbles. I just don't need that. The floor is sticky. 
There are a lot of you. There are a lot of work. I I don't need that. But I buy bubbles. They're in my house. We blow a lot of bubbles. Why? I love my son. Maybe even just through starting to pray selfish prayers, we realize the areas in our heart that were not submitted unto God. But if we gossip or slander or talk about our problems more than we pray, then we're not typically going to find it. And yelling at God isn't necessarily submitting to God. But, but it's better than not talking to him at all. I see, a, I see a church and a people that have the ability through submission to open up doors, to drive back the devourer on their own family. That you've been thinking the key to bringing out the devil out of your house and to bring goodness into your house and to bring favor into your house is that if you can just use your gifting and be strong enough and if you'll just be a Christian long enough and if you'll just know enough, it's not really that's it. All it really is is being submitted unto Christ. And that falls for every one of us, man, woman, child, everybody. It's calling the whole, the whole body of Christ to be submitted unto him so that the world around would look to us, to our marriages, to our relationships, to our friendships, to us as individuals, and they would see that there is a God inside of us. Instead of us just looking like the rest of the world. Submission. I hope this week we can find the power that's in it. Love. I hope this week we can draw more near to the Father that we might know more of the Father's love and in turn it would flow out of us. I want to pray right now. A prayer over blessings over the relationships, future relationships in this room. If you'd bow your head with me. Father, I pray right now. I lift up marriages that are in this room. I lift up future marriages that are in this room. And I pray right now, God, would you bring the the longing to love like Jesus into each one of our hearts? Years of built up selfishness, years of trying to be who we need to be, years of trying to make it on our own or trying to prove In the blink of an eye, you can wash it away, God. So we pray, Holy Spirit, you have our hearts. We want to be yielded and submitted to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.